Welcome back to the T3 Family Podcast, where we are equipping families to thrive. Welcome, welcome to the T3 Family Podcast. This is Clayton Corver, and today I have a special guest um, who's actually on, been on staff now for a couple weeks and is through the springtime. His name is Cam. You might call him Cameron Bannister. Cam is a senior at Central. He's going to hang around for one more semester, I think. He plays football. Um, but Cam's been, it's been a lot of fun just to work with you, Cam. Uh, uh, you've brought new ideas, fresh ideas. Um, what's pretty cool is Cam probably has more meetings in my office than I do with uh, other student athletes. So it's fun to watch you minister. And you know, who knows? Maybe someday, maybe yeah, someday you work within the walls of a church. I don't know. I'm just going to plant that seed. Um, but just glad to have you on. And yeah, good to be here. Yeah, you you you've listened before, but now you get to have the mic. So um, yeah, so I'm excited about today. I've I've heard your story a few times. Um, but we're tr- trying to do in this series, um, if you kind of remember, uh, is do uh, each story that we're hearing on Sunday mornings, you, you see this movement. And we're also always keeping Easter in front of us. So the Easter message is moving from doubt to faith, which is something that we're all doing. Um, but each story is a little bit different. And each person is a little bit different. Some people move quickly. Uh, some people it takes longer. Um, so what we're trying to do is have all of us as a church body to recognize when Jesus changed our lives, um, which sometimes takes time. It takes stepping back and looking back. Um, it takes uh, probably using scripture to see, man, what was that? Was that Jesus that changed something? Was it something that, uh, that I did? Was that a, a, different, a different thing that, that made a change in my life? But we want to see what, what God's been doing in our life and see where he's bringing us. Um, so you and I have talked about your story multiple times. Um, uh, but I'd love to do is if you would, uh, just share a little bit about your, we'll call it, I don't want to call it, you know, if your faith journey is the right word. I feel like that's kind of churchy and cliche, but, um, just how have you noticed in your life where Jesus intersected with your own personal story and, and, and he's, he's led you to this point so far. Can you look back and just kind of share some of your own life story? Um, and hopefully someone who's listening, uh, uh, I think the hope is that they resonate with different portions of your story and hopefully it encourages them. So mm-hmm. yeah. go wherever you think you feel led. Yeah. So, I mean, I think the first time that God really, I mean, I think that he was working in my story a lot longer than I've really realized, but I think the first time that I really encountered, um, Jesus was when I came to central college. Hmm. Um, what about central? What happened when you got there? Well, I think just recruiting wise um coach Myuri on the um he's the offensive coordinator for central uh, i like coach a man Myuri. of faith he's just a really really awesome guy and uh he has a, a central a football team bible study mm-hmm. that i attended and um he would always just ask me if i wanted to come you know just kind of yeah. put the offer on the table right and then i was just really blessed with a lot of people at central that kind of just yeah. kept inviting me to things yeah. um Hey, uh, real fast, t- talk about the Bible study and how how it kind of functions. I think it's because I've gotten to sit in sometimes. It's really unique, I think. Yeah, so the uh, Central um, Football Team Bible Study is basically just a group of guys on the football team. Um, we gather around in a circle and in one of the rooms in Kuiper. Like 11 and, o'clock, right? Yeah, 11 o'clock yeah. on Thursdays. And we just gather in a circle and we have one person from the football team lead each week. Mm-hmm. They kind of choose a topic that's on their hearts that they want to lead the, yeah. the team with. And um, they come up with scriptures, certain questions they want to ask people. And mm-hmm. 
we kind of just discuss that and just lead it uh, through God's word and whatever yeah. comes to heart, we kind of just share with each other and yeah, yeah, just talk about talk about God and our journeys and yeah. and just how uh, we can apply those yeah. um, steps throughout the week until we meet uh, the next Thursday. Right. It's really fun to sit and listen just because everyone brings a different perspective and everyone has a different different style. So that's why yeah. I love listening because. I love different perspectives from different people and how they engage the tech. So mm-hmm. I've watched you lead multiple times. And so I just want to, it's awesome. Just, but it kind of, to me, it says like you can create these, these opportunities to mm-hmm. intersect with people and, and Jesus throughout your week at times that, that work for you. I mean, 11 o'clock on the prayer doesn't work for everybody, but mm-hmm. uh, it's like in the middle of your day. Yeah. Um, so I think it's just unique. So anyways, keep on going. I interrupted you. Yeah. So with coach Meyer, just the team Bible study, um, opportunity and then but really when the first time that I felt like God was kind of knocking on my door is um, I met my two best friends here at Central College um, Hayden Vroom and Braden Egley and um, Hayden was really one of the first people that invited me to go to church um, I never been before I didn't grow up in a, a Christian household yeah and so I was like sure why not you know I mean yeah. I was a week or two into football camp and I was already pretty good friends with them I felt like and so I decided to go with them and I just remember sitting uh in the pew and just like talking with uh them and then church started and Pastor Corver was up there and I mean just everything that he was saying just felt like he was like singling me <laughs> out and just staring like right at me and so that was like the first time that I kind of felt like captivated mm-hmm. in a way but you know it's kind of it's a journey, so like you kind of have like the the one foot in, kind of right. one right. foot out, and then from there, I just was really fortunate and blessed with a lot of people that they just kept inviting me back, um, yeah, and back to church, um, Central College with through Campus Ministries, they have an event called the Calm, mm-hmm. and Josh Kuiper would always invite me to that, and so I was kind of hesitant at first, but then I started to go, and I met a lot of really great people. And uh, Central College has a mission trip down to Texas every yeah. January. And so he was like, you should really go on this mission trip. And I wasn't so sure about it. Yeah. And so the more that I prayed about it, the more I was like, I felt like God was calling me on this uh, this mission trip. And I think that was like the like the changing moment where like I really like put both feet in and I was yeah. like, okay, I, like I'm all in. All right. Keep and going. So, like what happened on the trip? What made you think? And I've, I've got a second question after that, but go, like what, what happened on that trip? Being surrounded by a godly community and just people mm-hmm. that are just all in for Jesus is a really powerful thing. Yeah. And I think that me being kind of on the outside, like I went on the trip and I really didn't know anybody, but right. uh, Josh Kuiper and Caleb Kuiper, they're yeah. both football players and kind of just developing relationships with those people um, was just, just really like life changing, I yeah. think. Um, one of the things that I'll always remember is the first day that um, we got there and we went to go work on some houses, we broke down on do it for Jesus. Hmm. And like, I'd never really just never really thought about things that way in my yeah. mind. Yeah. Um, just in that aspect of like doing something like that's bigger than yourself or like those around you, like doing things for God's kingdom. So like, that was just the first time that things kind of like changed for me. Like my yeah. outlook changed. Like it wasn't about me or like building like my life, but it was like building God's kingdom. Yeah. So that was when things really changed. Yeah. And so I've just been very, very blessed with a lot of people. Yeah. I think that God has just placed in my path yeah. to, to kind of push me towards him. So my, my second question was how, how, how did they ask you? I think that's a, that's a hard thing for, for, for people in general mm-hmm. is to invite someone to, 
church, invite someone to a group, invite, like, how'd they do it? I'm just curious. One of the things I always remember is if, you know, one of the things that I've tried to do is I've been very blessed with people in my life that have pushed me towards Jesus. So I've want to kind of repay that back. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I always remember is when they would ask me, it was just in a really, really gentle way. Mm -hmm. Like it wasn't like, I mean, if you don't come like, you know, right. It's like a bad thing, but they were just like, I mean, like you should really try this out. Like if you don't like it, like yeah. you don't have to come again, but like just yeah. give it a shot, you know, give yeah. it a try. Yeah. So it was just in a really, really gentle way, mm -hmm. I'd say. Hmm. And so it was kind of welcoming, you know, it wasn't right. like, it was like a hard commitment, but it was like, you know, just give it a try and see, see where it goes. So if you were to, if you were to, so you've been the, the recipient of, of people who have pursued you, how would you encourage people who are listening how would we pursue people? Like, we would you just uh, ask and keep asking? It's like sales, you know, uh, always be calling, always be closing, right? Are you always asking? Um, what, what, how would you encourage us as we listen to invite people into those opportunities? I would just say be persistent, but not in like a, yeah. you know, like an overwhelming way, but just right. be gentle. I mean, just always leave the offer on the table. Right. Right. Like that you're welcome, that yeah. you're loved. Even if you're not here, you're still loved. Just yeah. make people know that um, it's just an open, open-hearted community. Yeah. Um, and just well, and then also too, sounds like the, you just you liked being around those guys to where you had watched how they lived, and mm -hmm. so to be invited was just like an extension of how they were. Like, oh wow, like I just, just like being around them. Like yeah. I'm willing to give it a shot. Is that right? Yeah, I feel like. Just when I was around them, like they, they made me a better person, I'd say. Mm -hmm. And so like being surrounded by people that are pushing you to be better, being surrounded by people that love Jesus, that right. are moving towards him, right. um, helps you move in that same direction. So just being surrounded by those people really helped um, me take the next steps to moving mm -hmm. towards Jesus and yeah. taking steps towards him. Yeah. Cool. Keep going. Sorry. I'm interrupting you all the time. So no, you're good. Yeah. Um, so that you got you got plugged in through kind, persistent uh, people who loved who loved Jesus, and and you knew they loved Jesus, right? That was yeah. It wasn't like a I wonder why they are this way. You kind of knew they why they were the mm -hmm. way they were. Um, so then, how is that now? You're now, you know, those guys are those guys graduated now. Yeah, they're all so graduated. now now you're the old guy on campus, yep. right? So, what does that look like for you now as you watch them and how they? follow Jesus and invite you to follow with them. Cause you know, Kim, I've said this before. I don't really like the word leading anymore. I'm kind of like, a, I, I don't know. I, I like following. We all, we're all following together. It kind of, for me, it creates like a, feels like a level playing field. Like we can all come alongside anyways. Mm -hmm. So now as you invite people into how you're following Jesus, like how is that, what does that look like for you? I think just through the opportunities I've had with you here at the church, um, was starting with the, the brunch, um, the adulting one-on-one ministry, yeah. just inviting people to follow with me, um, just in discussion, I think yeah. just discussing God's word and like how we can apply it to our lives is, is really important. Cause I, I feel like, um, one of the things, um, my friend Hunter, he has a church sign back at his church in Florida mm -hmm. and it says, you are now entering the mission field. Yeah. So I think that when we come to church and we're soaking up God's word, but we go out into the world and we don't apply what we're hearing right you know i, I just feel like that's uh, a place where we can all improve is applying it out in the world um, yeah. with our neighbors you know yeah and so i feel like that's just the way i'm trying to 
to follow with others um, mm -hmm. is just really applying God's word in our lives and what aspects can we improve and what aspects are, you know, we already, yeah. already doing well at. So really yeah. just working with people to just impact those around us yeah. and just to do God's work, you know, right. It's out in the, out, out in the real world. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. So we're, we're talking about lives. Jesus changed. And so we are kind of looking at what's a, it, it probably seems long. I mean, it's been four years in a place, but you know, that's a, that's a, that's a, a chunk. It's a chapter of your story. Um, can you think back? Can you give some brief, like, if you're willing to, like, uh, your life story up to college? And then where did you see, I guess, Jesus interacting with you in the midst of that story to, to get you to central, to position you? Like, do you have any thoughts around that? Yeah, if I you're willing share. to share. So, I mean, growing up, my parents were never married. I grew up mm -hmm. in a single parent household with mm -hmm. my my dad my whole life mm -hmm. um my dad's an awesome guy he's yeah. super loving um but not uh not a believer mm -hmm. not a follower um but you know he's uh he's really loving and yeah. he went through the the foster care system yeah um as he grew up and he decided that he wanted to to be a, a foster parent himself yeah and so my freshman or sophomore year of high school we started um, taking foster kids in the home mm -hmm. and that was a, a really awesome thing to where we could just you know just love others yeah and i don't know if maybe my dad even knew it but like that's <laughs> right that's one of the god's greatest commandments is right. just love your neighbors and right. so just being able to bring other people into the home and i mean i hadn't even encountered jesus yet but yeah. just maybe he was working in me yeah to love others and those we'll talk about me. that so like what did that look like to invite i mean was it lots of like lots of like younger people? Was it like a few? Like what was it like to to incorporate them into your home and to to think about my kids like to share all of your things with people that you're just yeah. meeting for the first time? What was that like? It was an adjustment at first because I had been a, a single uh, child, right? Um, the only child, yeah, on my dad's side. So I mean, it was an adjustment, but it wasn't. I mean, I was old enough to understand that like right. these kids came from, um, especially. The, like the first two kids that we had, they came from pretty um, mm -hmm. horrendous stories. Yeah. And so I remember like they would, they would hoard like food in the room because they were afraid that they right. weren't going to be able to eat and just kind of, you know, showing them that love that like, you're always going to have food on the table. Like right. we're going to provide for you. Like, yeah, you don't have to worry about that. Yeah. And so just really welcoming them in and showing them that like, Hey, like we're going to be there. Like right. we're there for you. Right. And like, you're not going to have to worry about, yeah. The food you're going to eat, you're not going to have to worry about, like, if you're going to have a, a nice place to sleep at night, like, you're going to have a bed right. to sleep in, a bed right. to, and a pillow to let your head on at night. Yeah. yeah it just reminded me that you were saying, you know, as you're in college, people were, were kindly persistent, kindly inviting. It's kind of what you were doing. You were kindly persistent mm -hmm. in in uh, radical hospitality. So I, I, I wonder, you know, is your dad's story, as you, I'm not sure if you know this or not, is it is it unique? Um, that people who have gone through the system want to, to become part of like the foster system? Or is that uh, something that happens with a lot of young people or as they grow up? Do you, do you know that at all? I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, I, I really have no idea. Yeah. yeah. It's so just something that my dad, I yeah. think he felt led to do. Yeah. And um, I think that he, he bounced around from foster care to foster um, care homes and, yeah. I think that once he 
he really found like this family that like right. really it was just like hey like we're gonna love you like right. no matter what you do because yeah. I I think that he from what he had told me throughout all the homes that he had bounced around in he kind of like pushed them away yeah in a sense and so this family was like no like you can try and push us away as much as you want but like we're gonna love mm -hmm. you so mm -hmm. like I think that um, that he just wanted to repay that like pay that back like yeah yeah to all the kids like hey i'm gonna love you like you, right. you don't have to worry about food on the table you don't have to worry about where you're gonna sleep right. like right i'm here and like yeah. you're gonna you're gonna have a nice home to live in right the theme make figure things that his his loving kindness leads us to repentance to change like it's loving kindness persistent long slow which it sounds like is part of your your family story mm -hmm. right oh that's pretty cool yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I'm super, I'm super curious, Cam. Um, and, and at, at the end of the podcast, Chris is going to remind us of kind of this, this way that we're trying to remember our stories. Um, I'm just curious if that, how that theme plays out. So I feel like it's, it sounds like it, it's, in, it's, it's in like your family DNA now, uh, what that looks like, you know, five years and 10 years and 15 years down the road and how that grows. Um, so one of the things I love, you take steps back and you look at your story longer, like the exponential growth yeah. of Jesus, what he does. Um, so you've been leading this, uh, you know, this adulting one-on-one. If there's any, you know, post high school adults who are listening, you're invited. It's typically what the second or the first and third first and third Sunday Sunday every month. So you grab you come to church together and then you'll get brunch at Smash Park together, right? Um, as you've been as you listen to some of the people interacting with the series, you know, lives Jesus changed. What anything stick out to you from what you heard them say or share as far as um, what that looks like or what's been challenging or transformative or what resonates? I'm trying to think back. Mm-hmm. I think really one of the, the powerful things I've heard from somebody in the, the group is reflecting just like what we're doing now, like reflecting right. on how Jesus has changed your life. And maybe like you don't even know right. how Jesus was working in your life until you reflect back on it. So just looking back on those moments um, where you feel like your life kind of took a turn for the better. Right. Like I feel like you can just look back into that moment and you can see, you can see Jesus. Right. Um, and so I think that's one of the things that we've talked about is just like recognizing those moments. And then in hard times when you're going through trials, you're going through just difficult things in your life, like just remembering how Jesus has changed your life and how he has always been there for you. Right. Like just remembering those moments is, is one right. of the things I remember us talking about. Yeah. Let's just think of, I think a, a wise person once told me, and I'm sure I've shared it, uh, but when we take the time to reflect, we take the time to remember, it's that it's like you're digging a deep well of water, you know? And so there become time like in life where you're, you're, you're thirsty. Like you, you, you need something to remember. And because you've taken the time to remember and reflect and, and to actually recognize what Jesus has done in those moments, mm -hmm. you can take a drink of that, of that yeah. memory of that, of what he did. And it, it sustains you in that, in that challenging moment. Yeah. Um, I like, I like that you bring up the word thirst is we were talking about, um, just the sermon, the last time that we met as a group mm -hmm. about the woman at the well, mm -hmm. you're talking about leaving your water jar behind. Right. You pointed that out to me, I think, yeah. actually. Yep. Yeah. And so 
basically we just talked about you know, like what are we filling ourselves up with right i think that in a way that we talked about leaving the water jar behind like leaving all the worldly things behind that we use to fill ourselves up right and like running to jesus like right running to him to have him fill us up with living water right that was one of the things that i remember us talking about yeah it's so fascinating and i, I could be totally wrong on this but i was thinking i was talking to somebody a while back and um they're wrestling with the idea of like you have to repent to change to recognize that you're broken to recognize you're sinful um like what they're saying like why why don't we choose why can't we just choose jesus when things are really good i was like i don't know but it seems to be a lot harder as i look back on my own story and think about your story um oftentimes it's challenging moments times of transition and change um where we we seem to change the most where jesus has the most opportunity i find for me when things are going good I have the ability to, I got it, you know, yeah. I can take care of it. And so that's one of the challenges though. That's why it is fun though. Even if you do, if you do take time to write these things down, highs and lows and like the good and the bad, you can write down good things, but since you had time to step back, you actually can probably recognize it yeah. more easily, I guess. Um, so I, I know you, you have shared your story, your, well, your story, not your story, your story. Um, at a few different places. So I'm grateful for what you have mm -hmm. shared. Um, and uh, your dad, I tell you what, is radical hospitality. Yeah. And we're actually moving into a series here soon where we're going to ask our church again to do the same thing. So a year ago, if you remember this, we asked people within our church, would you be willing to share a meal with someone you don't know? Yeah. I remember. And we had a hundred households do it. So coming up, I'm not sure... Um, uh, when we'll, we'll share it with everybody, but we're going to ask you to do the same thing. We're going to ask you to be like Camp's dad. Maybe not to that degree, but or maybe, I don't know. Um, but would you be willing to open up part of your life to, 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 to share your story, to hear someone else's story, what's going on in their life, um, and, uh, and create a new relationship? Because um, that's, yeah, that's what Jesus did. He's always sharing meals with people. He's mm -hmm. always, right? And just, yeah, and just showing that hospitality, you know, never know how it could change somebody's life. Cause they could be like me, you know, they have the, the one foot in the one yeah. foot out and you just show them the love of Jesus. You show right. them that they're loved and you just offer that yeah. on the table and you never know, maybe yeah. that leads them to take the, the next step yeah. towards Jesus. So. Well, it reminds me, uh, uh, there's a, a young guy, he goes up the door and he's a senior now, but he was a first, a freshman. He's going, he's going up there for school. He's trying to find a church to go to. And I asked him, well, how did he decide which one he's going to go to? And he said, well, I went to several. But the one I stopped on was people, everyone, I, he's like, I had tons of people just stop me and ask my name and where I was from. And did I like being up here? And then they invited me over. I think someone invited me over for like a meal. He goes, that's the one I went to. Because people saw me and they invited me in and they asked questions about me. And uh, man, there's a lot of, just for people who are listening, there's a lot of, you know, student athletes and students who travel from far I remember the, one of the first Sundays, you and a bunch of your teammates came to church when you were, were speaking, and that one was from Iowa, Colorado, was, and like Texas, yeah. and I was like, Florida. I was like, man, you guys are from everywhere. Yeah. And that was so fun. But when you move far away, you need some people, you know? So I'm grateful that you're starting this, this uh, adulting 101, this post-high school, just gathering, just to meet and just to talk. Yeah. And um, thanks for sharing mm -hmm. um, what you're doing and the ways you're following Jesus and... 
um, yeah, I'm great for you, Kim. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun me. to work with you. Yeah, you too. So, hey, would you would you just pray for us and those who are listening? Just uh, just pray for us for today. So, okay. yeah. Father God, um, we just thank you for ways that you work in our lives and we may not even know it. Mm-hmm. That um, you're just you're you're so powerful and you just have just such overwhelming grace. And um, we're just very, very thankful for um, everything that you provide us with. You provide us with opportunities to to spread your love to others, that people that may be one foot in, one foot out on you. And um, may you just um, fill us with the strength to to reach out to those people gently and to just provide them with um, with your love and an opportunity to grow closer to you. So, yeah, may we just... Um, May we just go out and make more disciples, more followers of you, and may we just continue to build your kingdom. I pray this in your name. Amen. Amen. As we've heard over this series, both in the podcast and in the rooms upstairs, we've been challenging you to reflect on your own story and see the ways that God has moved and the ways that Jesus has changed your life. And so a really tangible way to do that is with our beloved post-it note. Becky and I introduced this way of looking at your story on the last podcast, and so we're just gonna give you the next steps for that. If you've had time to sit and reflect on your story, maybe you haven't yet, what we've we've encouraged you to do is to take a look at your story, have two different color post-it notes, one color post-it note that uh, is these high, really good, great moments in your life, these mountaintop moments, um, and write those on the post-it note. Maybe you'll do it for your entire life. Maybe you'll make a timeline of it. Maybe you just want to do it for the last five years. Whatever way you want to look back and reflect is great. So we've got one color of these really great moments, and then uh, choose another color of sticky note for the harder, more challenging moments in your life. And when you've spent time reflecting on those, uh, we want you to go back through with a third color. And for this color, we want you to write on it in all of these moments, these mountaintop highs and these these low moments. We want you to write on these post-it notes the ways that you've seen Jesus move in those. Maybe the ways that uh, he's changed your life because of those moments. And it doesn't have to be something you discovered at the time. Maybe you're 10 years out from that thing happening and you're now seeing the way that Jesus moved in that. And so again, this takes time. Maybe it's a, you know, once a week you sit down and process this and think about it. Um, It's really fun to put these all post-it notes all in like a poster board so you can see the timelines um, and just see the way that God moves. Because like we've heard today from Cam and Clay, it's so important to reflect back and, and to see the ways that God has moved and the unexpected ways. Maybe even he moved or showed up in situations that you didn't even know uh, he was working in. And so we just encourage you to try that. Um, Yeah, and enjoy looking back at the ways that Jesus has moved in your life and the ways that he has changed your life. Thank you for joining us for this T3 Family Podcast.